0: Hi, welcome to Gary Wilkerson Podcast. We hope you watched last week's episode as it was with Andrea Stephenson, and he was sharing about development type of world missions, how we help the poorest of the poor through World Challenge missions around the world. And he was telling us about uh, the difference between relief and development and betterment. And we really zeroed in on... um, The development end of things, helping people have long-term solutions to extreme poverty and also uh, even the worst problem being lost, not knowing Jesus and how multitudes are coming to Christ in places like Cuba and Latin America, South America, uh, uh, Middle East, uh, even in Muslim countries and uh, some of the rougher countries in Africa, seeing in Democratic Republic of Congo and Uganda, South Sudan, Kenya, uh, Nigeria, all these places are being impacted uh, both with the gospel and helping the poorest of the poor. You remember when Paul was sent out among the Gentiles, the, the disciples asked, we said, hey, uh, one thing we ask of you, always remember the poor. And Paul's response was, that's the very thing I long to do. And we have that same passion here at World Challenge. And we have Andreas Stephenson with us here in the studio. And uh, thanks for sharing with us last episode. And we wanted to kind of continue. We were talking a bit about uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, we're working in other countries as well. Uh, we talked about some of the communities you're working in and how you're, uh, how the local churches or if there's no local church, the community groups are helping uh, touch a lot of lives. Uh, I'd love for you to take a few moments because a lot of us really like, you know, the, you know, the, the we love the big picture thing. Like, hey, we're helping this nation, uh, you know, we're doing things in Turkey. Or, uh, but uh, what about the on the individual level? Or do you have uh, some favorite stories, so to speak, of of things you've seen God do in people's lives?
1: Uh, Sure, yeah. I think just uh, uh, one that just uh, sort of took place here the last couple of weeks uh, that's very powerful is uh, in one of the Southeast Asian countries where we work, um, the local uh, sort of, we call them training teams. These are the ones who go out into the community and uh, they're sort of evangelists, uh, and they also teach uh, development uh, in those communities. Uh, They had encountered a a woman uh, who was uh, handicapped. She you know, was was paralyzed from the waist down, mm. um, and uh, anyway, um, uh, she had gotten saved uh, through the community work that was taking place, uh, and, and of course she still was paralyzed, and so she had asked to get baptized, and uh, they ended up having to uh, bring a sort of a a bowl and a ladle, uh, and sort of took the ladle and. You know, baptized, or where she was sitting because <laughs> cool. she, she, she's just she's, she's yeah. paralyzed; she can't walk. Uh, uh, and so she have, was, would,
0: sorry, to interrupt. I, I want yeah. to keep going. But uh, would she have been like from a different faith, like a Buddhist, or you know, uh, yeah, or an she,
1: atheist, or uh, she would have been from a Buddhist background. Okay. Right. Um, and so, um, anyway, she's gotten saved. Uh, this had taken place in her life. She just gotten baptized, uh, and Love they were that. praying for her. Forgot to really touch her body, uh, and ten days after uh, she uh, got baptized she was up walking. Oh, sure. uh, and so, oh. you know, it's so powerful that, uh, how God touches, uh, lives around the world. And, uh, you know, sometimes it seems so distant and far away, uh, that, that things like that are taking place or something that happened 2000 years ago. But, but, you know, in fact, uh, these types of things, uh, God is still doing all around us. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so it's powerful, uh, to, to, to hear things like that. Mm. Um, I think of, uh, in two days I'm heading to, um, uh, to Turkey. Uh, and we've started working with uh, some Syrian refugees there. They um, come from uh, uh, an area uh, that was really hard hit by ISIS uh, yeah. when when they came into uh, uh, to, to Syria. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they've been through so much oh, horror and pain oh, and suffering. And unbelievable. They, and
0: they, as refugees, they leave and they ha- they have nothing when they get to the places, and they're like outcasts, right? And uh, yeah so so you're heading out there
1: and uh, uh yes I'm 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 heading out there and 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 what I was going to uh, mention to you was uh last time I was there uh just just uh, about a month ago I met a young man um him and his family had fled uh, Syria but let me tell you a little bit about what happened in his life yeah. uh, and and what we're doing with him um him and his brother he was 17 at the time when ISIS came in he was captured together with his brother who was a couple years older than him um and so they took the 17 year old boy uh, Isis uh they strung him up from a chain from the roof and he was hanging for uh, i think one or two days uh, mm-hmm. from from the ceiling um and uh, they did that because his brother who was over 18 they they thought he had some sort of information uh, intelligence that they needed and I didn't uh, but the younger brother ended up getting uh, uh, lashed 40 times with a whip on his back and he showed me he pulled his shirt up and I mean it just looks like he went through so a they bomb didn't,
0: they didn't hang him like hang him from the neck to kill him no they, 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 they just they like, hung him from the it arms was a to- a it was they a torture they tortured
1: him and mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. it and was he- actually three months after uh, because finally they were released because when ISIS realized they had absolutely no information that was of any use to them uh, they, they finally released him, But but this young man, it was three months before he was able to even eat by but with, with his own hands because he couldn't lift them. Mm. Uh, they had been so uh, damaged. But mm. anyway, his family ended up uh, fleeing across the border to Turkey. Uh, and in Turkey, they're outcasts. Um, uh, uh, you know, they come from a minority uh, that is not uh, really particularly well liked uh, uh, by many Turkish people. Uh, and so they end up in Turkey and... Uh, they're getting paid sort of 10 cents on the dollar and really having a hard time making ends meet. I've visited a number of their homes and they live maybe 15, 16, 17 people in small two bedrooms, Mm. bedroom apartments. Uh, and, and so – but one of the amazing things that happened through it all is, you know, these these uh, people are from, from a Kurdish background. You've probably heard of that in the news, the Kurdish people. that live in Iraq and, and Syria predominantly. And they, were, they were very well-known
0: to sort of uh, to fighting against ISIS. They, and they, they, they were and, and, and,
1: and, uh, and, and frankly a, a great ally of the U.S. too right. uh, and of the West. Um, but yeah, so uh, – but they're not particularly well-liked in, in, in the region. Um, but this young man uh, has been through – Absolutely har- harrowing and ideal. And and now he has seen what Sunni and Shia Muslims do to each other. This is a recurring story in the Middle East of Sunnis and Shias. You, he- mm-hmm. you hear it in the news. Uh, the, the Iranians are uh, 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 Shiites and, and Saudis and many of the other uh, countries are Sunnis. And there's always been uh, a deep sort of hatred uh, between these two groups. Uh, but imagine it would be the equivalent to evangelical Christians and Catholics uh, mm-hmm. fighting it out on the battlefield instead of just having uh, you know disagreements about yeah. different tenets of the faith. Um, but that's how it has occurred in the Middle East. And so there's many, many uh, former Muslims who have gotten to this Point of saying I can't continue in this faith because uh, there's death and there's destruction and and hatred from one group to another uh, uh, that all you know are, are are Muslims at the end of the day um, and and so many of them in the last few years have turned to Christ. We have two groups of people we work with uh, in, in Istanbul and in Athens of Syrian refugees. Uh, that's where mm-hmm. I'm headed in a couple of days, uh, and uh, there's about. 250 or 300 in each city Um, they're all first uh, generation uh, newly saved uh, in the last five seven years Um, and and many of them have a burden to go back to their home country to syria eventually Mm. Uh, but they realize that the day they go back to syria as christians uh, things are not going to look real good for them probably Um, but if you come back to your community with something of value, something important that other people need, especially in a place like that that has been so completely destroyed, and most of them come from around Aleppo and if you know if you have your browser open you can you can go search Aleppo and you 'll see pictures of uh, um, bomb destruction mm-hmm. you know and, and a city that is no more really mm-hmm. um, and 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 so them coming back. Uh, uh, first of all, with spiritual depth and maturity, uh, because they will be persecuted when they go home, so they, they they need to have grown to a place where they have the strength to endure that. Uh, but also, coming back with something to give to the community that is struggling to recover and rebuild mm-hmm. itself, that's one of the things that we want to do with them, and that's one of the things that is of real value to churches in many places that are not predominantly Christian that we work, whether it's uh, hmm. Asian countries or uh, it is in the Middle East where where people are you know Hindu or uh, uh, uh Muslims or yeah. uh or something else and how did how did the you were starting to say that this guy was
0: or his family was leaving Syria or yeah they they, 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 they,
1: they fled Syria and 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 they made it into um to, to Turkey eventually made it to uh Istanbul uh right. where they are now um uh, and and so that whole family uh often in the muslim context when they come to faith they don't just come to faith as individuals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you even see that in the New <laughs> Testament. You know, uh, yeah. there was the jailer; him and his entire family, his household, yeah. uh, his household got saved, uh, and and that's how you often see it in the Middle East. If if the father of the home gets saved, it goes for the entire family, mm. uh, and so that happened to this family, and 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 today today they're part of these sort of small house churches that we've been part of uh, of training and walking alongside. Um, so we're, one of the exciting things we're doing with them is something called Discovery Bible Study. Uh, it's a very simple way mm-hmm. of, of, of a church, a little house church gathering together in someone's home and studying the Bible. You don't need a ton of theological background. The, the basis of it, you sit down, you look at a passage of Scripture together, you read it, and you ask simple questions. What does this passage say about God? What does it say about us as humans? And and mm-hmm. and what? How should we respond to what we've learned today? It's 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 simple, and it's it it it's something that allows uh, not just one person to preach, but the entire uh, little house church to mm-hmm. uh, so, to speak up and and have something to share. Each of them and, and sort of test each other's yeah. and
0: uh, do, knowledge. And you're doing that all over the world. That's that's not just in uh, Turkey or Athens. That's uh, Latin America and Africa, Middle East. It's a uh, you're seeing. A lot of people's lives touched touched by this. You know, yeah, yeah. We,
1: we we really have started using this as as, as part of our programs almost everywhere. And, wow. and 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 COVID made it, of course, challenging. We we haven't been able to travel hardly anywhere yeah. in the last year and a half. It's just now opening up. Uh, but you're but one still of,
0: able to to you know impact lives through through uh, these type of oh uh, yeah because,
1: things. because because what we've done is before COVID we had actually never done these discovery Bible studies with anybody but we really sensed mm-hmm. that there was a need to bring more spiritual depth, and so yeah. we started doing them on on Zoom calls and and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know WhatsApp and and so on and and now all the leaders we have in, in most countries around the world we do these uh, discovery Bible studies with them weekly. Uh, even our team uh, do one uh, every other week ourselves, wow. too. So we're trying to live it out ourselves and, and 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 the leaders, the pastors of the different ministries you work with and kind of include them in it uh, so that they're growing uh, together with uh-huh. us in it. And then uh, the hope is that they go out and multiply that through their churches and, and house church yeah. networks. And that is, in fact, what's and happening. You're, you're seeing that
0: happen. And yeah. so let's talk a little bit about scope of this thing. You know, we've talked about some of the different nations you're working or we're working in, um, but... Uh, if if you were to try to, the best you could to accumulate, like, okay, we're working in many nations, and here's how many people are uh, are, are trainers uh, or uh, evangelists, uh, yep. kind of missionaries to their community and stuff. Do we have any kind of data on
1: on some of those? Uh, we do, yeah. So uh, World Challenge in total uh, is working in 58 countries okay. uh, right now. Uh, the majority of those, the vast majority of them, 40 some uh, off the top of my head. We're involved in development work. Um, Some of the places we've been working for a while and the work is very established. Other places we're building relationships and and, uh, kind of uh, talking to pastors and leaders and um, doing some training online with them to sort of help them wrap their head Mm -hmm. around uh, what this work is.
0: And you train trainers, right? Yes. uh, I know for a while there we were calling them champions. Is that still the... Uh, like Che community health and uh, evangelism trainers, they're, they're they're Che champions. Yes, is that still? And so, um, and so, how many champions would there be that are connected with World Challenge missions?
1: Okay, so in, in total around the world, there's about uh, four thousand or so okay. uh, that are yeah. involved in that, and they serve. Uh, so you know these these trainers and 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 champions and volunteers. Um, th- Hardly any of them are getting paid by us. There's a there, there's a few that sort of oversee the work that mm-hmm. that, that, that do, but the rest are volunteers. That that sense this is God's calling to them, and so we train them up, and they begin to do this with their neighbors. Yeah, uh, what they learn, they go and share it with someone else. And so, uh, you know, there, there's about four thousand of them, and they serve. Uh, uh, the latest numbers I have. Um, about, I think it's about 45,000 households. Wow. Uh, so that's probably representing about 260,000 people or so in total that are being impacted by, by these community programs around yeah. the world.
0: And that's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we, I've done some evangelistic crusades in Africa and other countries. Uh, Nikki Cruz, an evangelist, and myself have been, had the privilege of uh, sharing the, the platform, and sometimes you have 30, 40, 50,000 people in a field or in a stadium. And that's that's amazing. But you know, you're talking about 260,000, and it's not just a one night or two night or three night or even a week long event. You you are in their lives. You are discipling them. You are seeing uh, their. Families totally transformed. So it's a really it's a it's a very broad work when you're talking about hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of people in you know forty plus nations, and four thousand trainers and uh, team members, yeah. and uh, you know so it's a it's a vast work. But it's the, it, the, the where you really have a hard time wrapping your mind around this is the depth of work. You know you you're really seeing uh, you know a single mom with three kids. Everything's turned uh, around for the for the good. Uh, And so this is, I think this is really incredible. Uh, Last question I want to ask you is, um, you know, probably in my age, how how old are you now? I'm uh, 43. Okay. That's not the last question I want to ask you. I was just (laughs) in in the context. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming. Uh, You're uh, welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So at 43, you know, I'm 63. So that 20 year time gap and and maybe even 23 year olds, 20 years younger than you are even in a whole new generation. In my generation, it, it, everybody wanted it to be, you know, build the build the buildings, build the hospitals, the clinics, the schools, the orphanages, and we'll, in America, will fund it. And then you come back and tell us stories about that. It's, not, it's still going on and still is necessary in those areas we we're talking about where there's yeah. earthquakes and hurricanes and uh, such poverty. Uh, you know, the rebuilding of Democratic Republic of Congo may require some relief mm. um, in, in, in certain segments of time. But... Um, Am I right to say, like, you know, from my generation to yours and yours to the next, there's a bit of a shift in worldview of of how to do uh, missions and would this be incorporated into that? Uh, Basically, what I'm asking is do younger people see this as a more viable way of kingdom uh, mission and ministry?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. That I think there. I think you're exactly right in saying there's been a bit of a generational shift, uh, and, and even I've experienced that myself. I, I went into missions when I was 18 years old and have been involved in it ever since, uh, and, and so I've certainly seen that shift in my own thinking. You know, it started more. Uh, focused on relief and, 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 and feeding programs and uh, caring for those in need. But then sort of along the lines, think trying to think a little bit deeper. Well, uh, you know, well, we're feeding all these kids. Uh, why are we feeding them? Uh, why is it that their parents are not feeding them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and is it that us feeding them is meaning that the parents are spending their money on something else that maybe they shouldn't be? Uh, because that does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, there's been a lot of research done by by, by Christian organizations uh, and secular ones, too, for that matter, on, on, in this area um, to see what, what really helps people in the long run uh, break free from the chains of poverty. Uh, and, you know, I think the overwhelming, overwhelming evidence is that uh, when we come in and do things for people, they grow accustomed to that. Uh, I mean, it's just like with, with, with social programs we, we have in this country, too. If, mm-hmm. if people are allowed to stay on things for too long, I don't think most people want to be on them. Uh, but when you go on them because you have a need, uh, sometimes the system is set up in such a way that you can stay on it you know, perpetually. Uh, and, and that's not healthy for anybody. God has called us all to work and take care of our families and, 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 and trust him. Uh, and so it's it's, it's important that uh, this sort of uh, uh, switch that is taking place uh, in in younger generations that are becoming more focused, uh, you know, or less focused on, on 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 giving large sums of money, perhaps, and and more focused on uh, being directly involved with the work. That's something I think is becoming very prominently with people mm-hmm. that are maybe a generation younger than me, especially. Um, but even even at, you know, at my age, it has been. Enormously eye-opening, going out and seeing um, the the long-term change in what development does uh, versus uh, when, you with, with yeah. when you come in with relief. When you come in with relief, you absolutely help people, and there's a time and a place for it. Um, but when you come in and 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 you really invest and pour into people, uh, it is uh, something that that changes them for good. When yeah. when the relief stops, mm-hmm. the impact stops. One, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, that old saying, uh, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, teach a man yeah. to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. And if we can teach people to do things for themselves and teach them to uh, direct them towards God and have faith and confidence in him rather than in us, uh, that's going to serve them well for life. And it, it's yeah. a generational thing even. Yeah. And if you teach somebody how to build fish farms, mm-hmm.
0: then they're multiplying the ability of people to find a place to fish and ra- raising the... Not only the economic level, but if you're doing this in Jesus' name, yeah. you're you're mm. you're representing Him well, yep. and the kingdom is being trans- transformed, or excuse me, the nations are being transformed through the kingdom. Um, mm. if so, if some people want to find out more about uh, World Challenge missions in general and the development, and in in particular, how would they find out about this? Uh, what would you recommend?
1: Well, I would say, you know, go onto uh, our website, worldchallenge.org. Uh, we just, uh, revised the whole missions part of the website. There's a lot more information now on, on just understanding what the different things are that we do. Uh, sort of digging a little bit in, deeper into it. We have some updates that are, you know, every few days or every week or so there's, there's new updates from the field where, you know, if you're uh, interested in, in the work that we do, or you want to stand with us in prayer, go, go and take a look, read some of these articles, uh, uh, or some of these videos uh, like the one we're doing right now and get a little bit of a deeper sense of, of of what God is doing so you could be praying alongside with us. Yeah, and if you didn't catch our
0: last episode uh, with Andreas, I want you to go back and watch that one. That's uh, important. Thanks for taking the time to be with us and sharing this, I mean, extremely life-changing, important, vital thing. Uh, that you're you're talking about here today. Um, Also, if people would like some more information about uh, the Ministry of World Challenge, you can go to the website. You just talked about worldchallenge.org. And we have some sermons on there. We did a series uh, not long ago called Preaching with Power. Uh, That's not just for preachers. It's uh, uh, encouraging uh, saints to... Uh, discern whether or not the gospel is being preached in the local pulpit that you find yourself in. Uh, there's some other uh, teaching series. Uh, some of the preachers that we work with around the country: uh, Pastor Carter Conlon, Pastor Tim Delina, uh, Claude Ud, R.T. Kendall, the great uh, British. Uh, he, he was he was a pastor in British. Uh, in the UK for a long time, and we have uh, some of his messages from some of the pastors' conferences uh, we've done. Uh, we have a, 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 a st- online store as well. There's some great books there that you can find. Uh, t- tons of resources. Uh, some of the newer stuff is uh, next gen. Um, my own son Evan is working with young people. He did a, a conference last night, uh, an event, an event last night, and hundreds of kids came, and lives were really transformed. So uh, we're we're really uh, involved in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the mission of Jesus Christ, to take his name and his works and uh, let people know uh, who he is. So yeah, check out worldchallenge.org and uh, find out more about that. Um, love for you to check out some of our previous podcasts. We've covered um, a lot of areas. Today is a little bit different because a lot of our podcasts uh, deal uh, with uh, teaching issues, biblical issues, um, things from the Word of God. and. Uh, we've also covered some areas, uh, probably one of the most watched and downloaded of our podcast was uh, an interview I did with a, a former pastor who had gotten um, seriously involved in not only pornography, but in prostitution and lost his ministry, uh, almost lost his family. and God restored him, healed him, and he has an amazing ministry uh, now. His name is Nate Larkin, and uh, that's a great podcast. And uh, the, the testimony is of my son, Evan, I was just telling me about, uh, who was preaching last night. Uh, his story of uh, drug abuse that he went through and how God redeemed him and rescued him. Uh, So great content. Love for you to check it out. But thanks for being with us. And we pray that God bless you, encourage you. And if you'd like to help World Challenge, feel free to pray about what God would have you to do and you can give online at World Challenge. Uh, But more than that, pray for us, pray for uh, Andreas and his his team you have. How many people here in Colorado Springs are working directly with you? Uh, I think uh, we have six right here and then uh,
1: many more around the world. Around the world, yeah, yeah,
0: but six locally here and uh, we wanna see that expand. The vision for this thing is to take poverty solutions and uh, put it within reach of every poor person in the world, every poor community in the world. Uh, That's a a huge vision and it's one that It's uh, it's audacious, and it's big, and it's beyond us. We need miracles, and we would really appreciate your prayers. Thanks again, Andreas. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Gary, for having me Have a great day.
1: You too. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting